why do you need to wreck this game? Because it's wreckable, all right? I took another look at it and I changed my mind. Stop listening after you said we need a plan. I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level, and I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, guys? Happy, well, Thursday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we are kicking off the regular season, which means we are kicking off our season-long war on trades. And uh, and, and my, my, my co-general, the admiral, the, the corporal, the man of the hour, the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. What's up, buddy? The man with all the best privates. I am here. I am excited. Football is coming. Randy, what else can you say? Well, right? I can like, say that I can it, say that we're not alone. No. And it's actually you actually brought on another brilliant mind and not a dipshit like myself. So that's always good. Is well, somebody behind me? <laughs> this uh this guest tonight, maybe you recognize that voice from one of the longest running dynasty podcasts in Too Dynasty long. Podcast Game. It is Mr. Tyler Gunther. <laughs> of the dynasty happy hour you can follow tyler at dhh underscore tyler this man is a a podcaster been around forever more importantly he's a friend um someone that i interact with not only on a dynasty and fantasy football level but you know sometimes just talking about stuff like life and uh, this man's a falcons fan and uh tyler welcome back to the show man well it's good to be here i've Finally got out of the Jiffy Lube bathroom. It's about time we broke out of that bad boy. But no, it's it's awesome to be here. I'm pumped because it, like you said, it's good to be around friends. And you two are probably one of the easiest people to talk to in the podcast industry because, I mean, just fun, fun. I, I was in Memphis the other day. You guys are on my rotation up top because, man, you guys just keep it real. And that's what you need these days because everybody's just reading from reading from a sheet and you guys are just real and and you don't see that that much because you know we're all in the pc era of oh don't don't say that don't do that but you guys you guys kind of keep who you are which i i love well we love you it's glad to have you back if you don't know the jiffy loop story that was about a year ago that was not the 2022 fantasy football expo it was the 2021. I had a, a little bout with a thing called the Rona, and Kyle, not Kyle, excuse me, Tyler, was uh, busy being dad. But sometimes you, you have to do that. And we are in the midst of our regular season schedule. As I said, if you're watching live on YouTube, we are recording Tuesday night, our normal spot, Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. But our boy, Kyle, from the FF SmackDown, he also recorded on Tuesday. Damn, Labor Day is great, guys. Like, I love Labor Day. It's like it's a four-day work week, a lot of good stuff going on. But, man, it really jacks up the podcast rotation schedule. I'm going to be real honest. It, it just, like, you guys normally record on Sunday. That's oh, going to yeah. jack you guys all up. I'm sure Doug's on one of his uh, mini sojourns. Yeah, he's, he's of course, probably sitting around the pool. I haven't heard from him all day, so he's probably still recovering from his Labor Day pool Doug experience. Who knows? But me, I was busy playing dad all day. It was my wife's a teacher, so we're in that side of the whole entire spectrum. It's 
it's meet the teacher and it's just me having three of my kids rolling on, around on me just beat me to the ground mentally and physically <laughs> you can't you can't beat that dad life and man you can't beat the fact that week one as we record if you're listening to this on podcast not not youtube then football's tonight football the uh the rams are hosting the bills so we've got a lot to get to our boys lou and tyler the daily destroyer will be back on friday with your dfs slate as i said the the rundown We'll be back next week. The SmackDown, Jerry. We got, all the shows are back. Normal rotation starting next week. I'm I'm looking at the list right now. It's half the damn page. It's 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 half the page. We're gonna have shows five to six days a week. Uh, Kyle will continue doing his waiver wire sniping. That will be YouTube only, at least initially. He will later launch it as a podcast, and I will be doing all of my gambling bits and pieces on YouTube only. It's because it has to go live. You have to get it instantly. The numbers and these lines change so quickly. If you don't react instantly, you're just wasting your time, and I, I don't want to waste your time. Speaking of wasting time, I've got a great use of your time. Go to iTunes. Go to Spotify. Leave the show a five-star review. Talk about how much you like Jerry. Talk about how much you like Tyler here on guest season. Trying to get to 300 reviews, and Jerry, it's the freest way to help the show. It's easy. Quit being a pain in my ass. Just hit the button, right? Like you can you even say – in your review, hey, I'm not trying to be a pain in Jerry's ass hey, anymore. Hey, Jerry, grow your facial hair. You look stupid without it. Listen, hey. I know proverbial. Hey, but Jerry, sorry. go get that pain in the ass checked out because it could be abnormal. <laughs> so, so those of you, you could even say in the in the podcast review, you could say, "I tried this on YouTube. Jerry had no beard. Had to go back to podcast because there was oh, no okay. visible of Jerry Sands beard, but." Uh, that's a great way to support the show. Again, five-star review, subscribing to the YouTube channel. What are you going to get out of it? You're going to get waiver wire sniping early because that's like the whole point of waiver wire sniping is for Kyle to get you a week ahead, but this actually gets you like a day in a week ahead because you get it a day ahead if you get it on YouTube of getting it a normal week ahead. Jerry, did that make sense? A little bit. A little okay. confusing, but I, 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 too much I, math. I, 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 yeah. I, I, think, I think it was a lot. So uh, not going to waste any more time. Going to get into the meat of the show. This is everybody's favorite segment. Uh, we get lots of comments about I this very. This. I, I, I got to come. <laughs> I got to come up with like some intro music. I have some intros for some new segments. We had a brand new intro song for the 2022 season. But I got to get an intro for good people, bad tweets. But uh, this one right here was making the rounds, and it came from Ryan Kennedy. And Ryan's Twitter handle is at Ryan Kennedy underscore 22. And Mr. Kennedy said, nobody wants to admit it, but Tua Tungavailoa and Jalen Waddle could be this year's Stafford and Cup. Good Lord, Tyler, I'm going to let you go first. Why me? I don't want I'm I mean, Minnesota. I can't say a bad thing about people. <laughs> just say, it's not about him. Again, he's good people. We always. I'm put, kidding. I will roast good him. people, but this is a <laughs> roast away. This is a bad tweet. This is bad. Like how? How? There's no numbers that add up to this. Waddle was strictly just catches. It was volume. That's gone with Hill, and he's he's struggling with an injury right now, which we all know when people go into the season with an injury, it usually doesn't start off so hot. So, you know, you got that working against him. You got Tua's noodle arm. Yes, I get he's thrown 50 yards downfield to Tyree Kill and all that fun stuff. But you know what? It, he doesn't have a strong arm. He never will. It's not who he is. He's Andy Dalton's arm. That That's my comparison. Like, that's who, what he's got. Dalton could throw 50 yards. Yeah, sure. When he needed to to A.J. Green, that's Tua. But Stafford had a reputation of having a big arm. And when he had the connection with Cooper Cup, like, that's all it was. Like, when, where's the breakfast tweet too? Like we haven't gotten that. When is Waddle and Tua having breakfast together? That's another thing we got to think about. So yeah, I mean, in all aspects, this is a dumb tweet. Gerald, listen, me and you, we had our, you know, mom and dad had our little argument in the kitchen about <laughs> Tua a couple weeks ago. Oh, I heard. I it. was, I was the one that added you on this because I said, listen, it, it Tua and Jalen could be this year's Stafford and Cup, and I could be. Six four with an eleven inch dick. It's just though it, those are not going to happen. Is that a Limp Biscuit quote or <laughs> lyric? <laughs> you, you, 
I, I think I think it was no, Kid Rock. Just, like, yeah, it is a Kid Rock one, by the way. It's three foot nine. With oh, <laughs> that's Josie. That's Josie. I know we're talking. Listen, that's the Detroit roots. But listen, now I I like to I like him as a value. But to think that he's going to be Stafford and Jalen Waddle's going to be Cup is dumb as hell. So it, it, if you wanted the attention, you got the attention. Congratulations, Mr. Kennedy. I just think you are reaching so far, my friend. But Randy, I, I can see we may or may not have a second one. Oh, we, we definitely, a, we yeah, we definitely have a it's second going one. to get a, oh, a, a, a firmer stance from me. On oh, oh yeah, we, yeah, we're we're gonna fire this next one up real real quick. But I mean, this is just silly. I mean, for him, good for him. It got him a ton of engagement. But I'm just sitting here with a with a with a with a pencil and, and a notepad, and I'm writing down combinations that actually could be this year's Stafford and, and Cup. And I, I wrote down Dak and Lamb. I think that's possible. Defense has gotten worse. You got to pass the ball. Consolidation of targets makes sense. Kirk Cousins and Justin yeah. Jefferson makes sense. The offensive coordinator from the Rams is now in Minnesota as the head coach. Okay. Um, Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton, not as likely, but but still more likely than this. I, I wrote down Burrow and Chase. Burrow and Chase. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. And, th and then one that may surprise people – I would much rather have Derek Carr and Devontae Adams than these guys. I like, and that's like seven, seven. Yeah, I think I think you're high for about half of those two. Uh, Mariota but, but, and Kyle Pitts. Mariota <laughs> and, and, and Kyle Pitts. Man, you know, but but yeah, th th I mean, I don't. I think he he tried to give himself an out when he said could be, but I mean, like I said, this tweet blew up, got a ton of traction. Jerry sent it to me. And uh, I, I do want to add a little admin to this right here because you know, Jerry, what, what is Good People Bad Tweets brought to you by? Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And uh, our good friend Steve, Mr. Gambino, sent one over to me. Um, he wanted to make sure we had a Good People Bad Tweets because, you know, the patrons are out there keeping Twitter safe as well. And uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Who throws more TDs this season? Hart for Tua, retweet for Derek Carr. How about this, you Lily Lilbert cocksuckers? Put that out there at even money, one ten aside. And I will steal money to bet it on Derek Carr over Tua Tonga Vailoa. I, I will take every penny I could possibly get in this world. And Jerry, you're a poker player. What are you saying? No limit. You go, you're going. All, all in. in. You're going. I'm going all in on Derek Carr to throw more touchdowns than than Tua Tonga Vailoa. So if you're going to put the tweet out there, FanDuel, come get some. Post it on, on that sports book. You'll get action from at least one guy in Indianapolis because you know what? It is legal here. I will make that bet. So that was our first good people bad tweets with a with a Tua addendum from our man Steve. But Jerry, we do have time for one more good people. Bad tweets. Now, out of pocket sports at out of pocket sports. How simple is that? Out, out of pocket sports. They tweeted, Who's the greatest Steve of all time? And my lovely co host, Mr. At Jerry Sin DWZ, literally posted a picture of Steve Buscemi. Yeah, 100%. Uh, of uh, Con Air fame. He had like a, a role in The Sopranos. Um, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Nucky uh, Thompson, he's, he's, man. He's had he's had uh, many many cameos in every Adam Sandler movie. He's brilliant but, too. He's but Steve very Buscemi, smart. Uh, yeah, he's a volunteer <laughs> firefighter. He spent like sixteen hours a day helping people during the nine uh, the nine eleven tragedy in two thousand one. Great human beings. The face. <laughs> but, but, but someone says greatest Steve of all time. Explain yourself, Jerry. He's not Listen, wrong. I, there, there's a, it's a, it's a three-man race in, in my corner of the world. Steve Buscemi, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Steve Eiserman, savior of the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, I loved Steve UI. Oh, but, man. I, I mean, Steve Buscemi is just, I mean, this dude was Big Lebowski. He's the bad guy in Monsters, Inc. Boardwalk Empire, Nucky Thompson was an awesome character. Like, Fargo. I mean, listen. I have a shirt that has Stone Cold Steve Austin. This show has seen it. But Steve Buscemi is just too versatile. He, he never gets enough credit 
for the genius that he brings. So I had to do it. I will stand on top of the mountaintop over Steve Eisman, who gave me three Stanley Cup rings and is trying to pull that doldrum out of his ass. Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, let's be honest, the stunner is the most iconic wrestling move of the last 25 years. And he is the most iconic character outside of Hulk Hogan ever. And I would argue he's more so, but I'm also not Gen X, so maybe that's why. Randy, like, I'm, 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 give, wanna, me, give me a little love here. I mean, before I beat you down, before I beat you down, I'm going to give it to our guest, T- Tyler. Just snap reaction when someone says "greatest Steve of all time." I went there. I went Buscemi. Did you really? <laughs> that, was, that was first thing in my head. God, he's damn it. He's honestly <laughs> a very brilliant actor if you think about his history, and it's crazy because you bring this up. I listened to the footballers today, and then they did their live show, and they're talking. They're like they were trying to compare players, and they compared one player to Steve Buscemi because he's the guy that if you can't get the main guy in your in your thoughts, you just go get Steve Buscemi because he's a little cheaper and he's a good actor. Like <laughs> he's, you know, he's you know, good. I loved him as Tony Soprano's cousin. He had just gotten out of jail. Um, again, a beloved His character Steve. in Armageddon too. But, but oh my god, he goes to the strip only, club and stuff. He's great. Come on. He's great and big. I mean, there's only one. You hear Steve, you hear the glass break. I mean, there is only. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't as bad as if you'd said like Steve from the Jerry Springer show. Oh, if, 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 if no, you just said no. like you know, even Stevie, I, I mean, I will oh, give you St- Steve, Steve McNair, Buscemi, Steve McNair, Steve Young, okay. Steve Smith, Steve Smith. Like but Steve see, Smith will fight people. He'll fight a teammate. He don't care. He might be more violent than Stone Cold Steve Austin, Steve Smith. But, but Steve Buscemi, I, I was just like, Jerry, Jerry. So my mind went to Buscemi, but when I think of Stone Cold, I just think his first name Stone Cold, so it doesn't count. It's also true. <laughs> well, you guys may have me on a technicality, uh, <laughs> but that is good people, bad tweets, brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone and season right around the corner and what do you get uh you get a bonus podcast i'll be uploading that thursday or friday evening along with this beautiful podcast uh you get to hang out in the group chat uh tyler's in there tyler's been a patron for a couple of years now um and so all of those all, all of that all of that is features those are just features but let me give you the real benefit you get to be in a group chat where we get to make fun of jerry all the time now, for that, you should you should pay a lot more than $5 a month. For the right to bust Jerry's chops mercilessly, you know, th- that's included. It's all in there. The bonus podcast, the group chat, uh, one-on-one roster help, and you get to bust Jerry's balls. Jerry, what am I listening? What am I missing out? I mean, where's there a better deal than that? Take a picture bullies, right man. now. Take, take a picture <laughs> of Jerry right now, and there's so much ammo for this chat. It's insane. Sure. Like, you'd be like, hey, Jerry – you know, your your early twenties called. They want their face back. <laughs> I, I mean, Listen, I'll take so, that as a compliment, sir. Thank you very much. The worst I mean, is the Apple earpod looks like a cigarette hanging from your hat. So oh that's what he kind of looks like Matt Dude, Patricia with a pencil. Do. He that's looks true. like Matt Patricia. Matt, Tra- Matt Tra- Patricia. I would not listen to such in the, in, in the laminated <laughs> sheet of paper. Remember when he shaved his face? He shaved his face, and we're all like, "Oh, who is that?" Like some people need a beard. Oh, for sure. Have, yeah, yeah. I have, I mean, been, I have been called a lot of things. Nothing has ever sunk so low as to be called Matt Patricia. You evil, heartless bastard. Take my eyes, but don't call me Matt Patricia. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so you can you can live out that very thing daily, hourly, in the group chat over at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone season right around the corner. And uh, it's time, guys. So we, we, we've got good people, bad tweets. We've interviewed our guest. And, uh, but we've decided that for our regular season content, we are really going to focus on trades. And not to belittle or take shots at any other podcast out there that talk trades. I just have never found them to be super realistic. I, I, I think they're very in a vacuum. I don't think they're very applicable to the real world. And we really want the trade show that we're going to do throughout the regular season here on the DWZ to be really how to. So when I think of this is how we do it, I mean, I automatically think of 
So tonight, this what's that, Jerry? That's baby making music right there. That most well, it, it all is if you're doing it right. But anyway, tonight's this is how we do it. Question is brought to you by Sean. Sean uh, is a member of our. Oh, excuse me, this is by Steve. Steve is a member of our patron group, and his question for tonight was: What's your take on trading for or trading away for guys who stumble out of the gate? So that could be rookies. I know Tyler has a lot of big expectations for a James Cook. Um, you know, I'm I'm also pro James Cook. I'm pro Jameis uh, James Williams. Uh, there's a lot of guys, but Tyler, as an experienced dynasty gamer and a guy in a ton of leagues, how do you handle when one of the guys that you were super high on stumbles out of the gate? I check to see where I don't have them, and I try to trade trade cheap for them. Like that's it. And even if I don't like them, I will try to trade trade cheap for them. Like Traylon Burks, his prices dipped so low where even I'm not the biggest fan. I'm like, I have to go try to acquire him because even with a good game, his price doubles. And for me, that's how you play Dynasty. Like that's how you win. You gotta I know it sounds terrible, but you gotta treat it like the stock market. And that's how you win. And if the prices go up, like for me, I'm a guy that if their value's at RB1, I'm sorry, Memphis, but if Jonathan Taylor, I can get the King's Ransom for him, I'm doing it because I'm not getting that value in two more years. He's at the tip top. He's at the peak. That's what I'm getting. I just hate owning running backs in Dynasty too because they just fall flat on their face or the value's just such a roller coaster. I just want to get off. I'm raising my hand, yelling at the guy in the roller coaster in the controls, the carny. Like, hey, I'm sick of this. I'm getting off. <laughs> that's that's me with running backs. So yeah, if if they're falling, I'm buying. And it doesn't matter if I like them or not because I see the opportunity for value. What about you, Jerry? A guy you like? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who your main guys are. I can't remember top of my head, but. You know, give us a guy that, that you like and you have a bunch, and if he gets off to a slow start, are you holding? And then I, I think Tyler nailed the buying. You know, buy low, sell high. But, you know, what what's your philosophy if one of your guys gets off to a slow start? Uh, I don't think it matters if it's one of my guys or not. I just think if it's somebody that's perceived to be good, even if I don't like them like Tyler said, and they, you know, like, like Traylon Burks is a good example, you know, not not a person that we have been high on, you know. I'm higher on him than you are, but I'll jump every time. It, it, I think that's the easiest way because you everybody overreacts to week one. Not everybody. Inexperienced players overreact to week one. The problem is we get so excited for football season to happen that we assume the results of a 17-week season are going to play out exactly how we talked and assumed and predicted they would come week one, and that's not how it goes. Sometimes some crumb bum who you've never heard of is going to have two touchdowns. I remember the Cowboys wide receiver like four or five years ago. I can't remember his name. his name. Terrence Williams. Is that who that was? Somebody. Either way, blows up. Everybody overpays for him. Like, relax. It's okay. Like, sometimes it bites you in the ass. Like, like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, his first game. He had a pretty good game. He got stuffed on the goal line a bunch as a rookie. But it was, you know, the, the opportunity was there. And so if you would have acquired him, it still would have not paid off. Juju a couple years ago, like it happens. Sometimes you will acquire somebody and they will just continue to struggle and shit happens. I mean, welcome, welcome to this game. I would love to tell you that that's not going to be the case, but the longer you play it, the more mud that will get thrown into your face. So it, you always want to exploit situations like that. I, I, what I think you shouldn't do is go acquiring players. Sorry, Randy, but you shouldn't go acquiring players that explode, like the Cowboy wide receiver, or whoever the hell else. Unless, you know, could, could, oh, okay. Unless you believe in the talent that much, okay. to where you think yes, it yes, will yes. rise. Like we go back to Kareem Hunt, his rookie year. We saw that week one, and we're like, "Holy cow, this is huge!" You could still acquire him for a first the True. following year, and his value kept going. Like that was a huge season. Now, if you believe that, then I could kind of say, I agree. you know, buy in. Like, a another thing, Jamison Williams, what you haven't seen, people forget. 
Like people mm-hmm. like points. Like Memphis said, we're in the point season. People want points. And, you know, what have you done for me lately is a common theme in Dynasty. So if you have the opportunity to go get him before he comes off the pup, ooh, that is awesome. Like if you're like, hey, you know, this 23 class, you seen college lately? Look at these running backs. Uh, I'll give you two seconds for James and Williams. You'll be able to get one of these running backs, right? Huh? Like that, that's kind of a selling point. I mean, for, for me, you guys nailed a couple of points. You brought up Jonathan Taylor. Great example. If you believe in the talent, if you believe in the player, and you believe in the situation, you, you can't be undeterred. You know, uh, he, he, he did not hit more than 15 and a half points through the first 12 games of his career as a rookie. And then weeks 13 through 17 that year, he went 22, 30, 19, 19, 38. And then he went into the following year, which was last year, and absolutely smashed. You know, I think we're going to have a player a lot like that this year. I don't think the roster's quite as good as Indy had, and that's going to be Brees Hall. Brees Hall is a guy that I believe a ton in. I traded Jerry, um, basically Joe Mixon, and there was a little on my end, a little on his end, for the right to get the 101 in a league to draft Brees Hall. Brees Hall's probably going to be in a timeshare to start the season with Michael Carter probably going to be a bad offense. I don't care. I believe in the talent. I believe in the tools. I believe in, in what I think they're trying to do there. Zach Wilson, yeah, he's a mystery box, but but that's an example. I'm not, so to answer Steve's, Steve's question, I'm not going to freak out if a guy stumbles, and I'm going to throw it back to Tyler. Tyler, what's up? So I do have a Brees Hall trade. Now, we all know Brees Hall's getting some negative pub. I actually have zero shares of him until now. Now, I want to bring this up. Now, we brought up a player that I really like in James Cook, who's gotten some positive pub this offseason. So this is a home league, and they kind of feed off of the news. They don't know the ins and outs. Like Memphis, thanks to you, I actually started Instagram and started following every 32 team teams, and, and I did that. Like I See, even though Memphis and I are co-people in this industry – he helps me a lot more than he even realizes. Like I, a lot of times I listen to this podcast and I'm like, Hey, I He's should go trade with head. Memphis. You're only going to make it worse. I should, I should go trade with Memphis. Like the other day we, I traded Miles Sanders for a second. Cause I, I was like, I, I'm done. I don't want to deal with the headache. And he's like, he said on the pod, he would do it. And you know what? He's a man of his word. That is one thing I will say about Randy is he will, he'll stick to his guns. But back yeah, this, this, this is a show, but, but it's not a show. You know, um, I, I, I I would never say anything that I wouldn't do. And I said, if I was a contender, if I was a contender and I had like the two Oh nine through the two twelve, I finished, uh, I was like 11 and one in this league, 12 and one in this league last year. I got second, just, you know, that, that bad week. It was just the week my, my team decided not to show up. You could always use running back depth. I'm not going to get a running back. I do believe Miles Sanders is going to be on a new team next year. I do believe in, in his talent and, yeah, for for sure, but that's kind of goes in along with this is like what do you do if your guy gets off to a slow start? I think Tyler started it perfectly and Jerry brought it home great. Is I, that I, if do, you, if, I want to bring up this trade though. Like you got to sure. hear this. So, we all know preseason hype carries right into right before a season. So, fact. I gave up Justin Fields, James Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, Romeo Dobbs, George Pickens and Trey McBride. Okay, no, so I you gave up everybody who had hype in this 100%, 100%. I got this. Is the all flex. heat. The all mm-hmm. heat. Oh, it was fastball after fastball. Heat. So uh, I got in a super flex league, Justin Herbert, Brees Hall, Traylon Burks, and Greg Dulcich. Well, you did, you broke dead even on the upside young tight ends. I would argue that Russell Wilson's a better tight end quarterback than – than Kyler Murray, uh, Zach Ertz is, is banged up, so you may see McBride early and, and Dulcich is hurt. And then you gave up James Cook, Pacheco, and Dobbs and Pickens for we'll call that for just for Brees Hall, maybe overpaid. But then you got the big tuna, you got Herber. the herbs, man, yeah. herbs. We we are a pro herbs shop. Oh yeah, he he is my QB two in a startup. And I, I don't think you do much better than that. Even if all those guys hit to the fullest of their potential, it's so hard. I mean, we talked about Tua. No matter if you agree with me or you agree with Jerry, if he doesn't hit this year, 
he's gone. He's going somewhere else. The owner has already flirted with Tom Brady to the tune of losing a first-round pick. He uh, flirted with a knucklehead in Deshaun Watson. It's pretty clear the owner is not thrilled with Tua. If Tua doesn't hit, he's gone. So to get a wide, excuse me, to get a quarterback in, in a superflex format as safe and as talented and as surrounded by weapons as Justin Herbert, that's that's as safe as an investment as you can possibly make. I am always going to try and build a dynasty roster with a foundational piece. And Justin Herbert is one of those. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm taking that because you're risking so much by going the Justin Fields route into the future, as opposed to the Justin Herbert route. Okay. That's a also deal. My and, other and two like, quarterbacks and like, are Trey Lance and Aaron Rodgers. So, okay. So, so, so you have one that's yeah. going to swing for the fences and Trey Lance. And then you have, even if he doesn't pan out, Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert. And if, I, I, and if I, Trey Lance pops at all, you can move him. If yeah. he pops at all, because you're, you're going to play Herbs and, and Aaron Rodgers every week. No, and, you know, you're going to be able to, to take a, a, a Trey Lance to a team by about, week, let's say, week seven. And your team's popping. You should be popping with what you got back in that deal. You got great quarterbacks. You can go to a team that's got a boring – I mean, let's just be honest. People hate Kirk Cousins. People hate Derek Carr. You could go – they hate Jared Goff. You could go get like a safe, boring QB3 type that may never even – like Baker, another guy, that may never crack your roster, a Goff, a Baker, uh, a Matt Ryan in Indy. You're going to be able to get a guy like that, and then you're going to be able to get – in a super flex league, you're going to be able to get a, a really good wide receiver or running back to maybe help you make that push. You still got quarterback security because you got Herbs. You got talent with him and Rodgers, and then you have like a safe three now, but you added a big piece into your starting RB wide receiver flex range. I, I think it's going to give you a lot of not – I think it only does it help you now, but it gives you tools down the road. Yep. I mean, I, I see where this person was coming from too. It's just – it's a trade that I personally won't do. Just all hype it, team is what he's going exactly, for. Exactly, which, it, you know, if it, if it works out, yeah, you're, you're going to lose the trade. It's just there's so much risk into all of those situations. That's just not not one I can do. I see where they're coming from. I get it, but you, you it, got the it, best. Give me the star. All right, you got the best, and you said they were fastball, so I am uh, I am uh, obligated. I hit a cockeye fastball, <laughs> and and, <laughs> and, and and you know you know Tyler did. So we're gonna give Tyler the mic right back. So this is a segment like when you're moving a stud like a Justin Herbert, you have to be able to go big. So we entitled this segment, What Would It Take? And, and, and hold on. I'm going to make them an offer you can't refuse. So, so what would be an offer you couldn't refuse on Jamar Chase? So we did this a couple of weeks ago with Dan Williamson of the GOAT, fellow Minnesotan, by the way. We did this with Dan yeah. the other day. What is it going to take? And, and you can say 1QB, Superflex, whatever it is. You can, you can have your disclaimers. What does it take for Tyler Gunther to be able to move Jamar Chase in Dynasty going into his second year? Oh, I mean, it's going to be tough. One quarterback league, he would be almost untouchable. That that would be where I'm going. Uh, in tight end premium, I would actually try to get Kyle Pitts with Jamar Chase. That would be a road I would go. But for Superflex, it's all team dependent. And Superflex quarterbacks are king for me. And if I have the opportunity to trade Jamar Chase for quarterback help, I'm going to do it. Now, you guys are all you know, Trevor Lawrence stands, and I like Trevor Lawrence as well. Say you go Jamar Chase for Trevor Lawrence at 23 first. And honestly, I think you could probably get another 23 first with Trevor Lawrence. Maybe a second? Chase. At I least mean, a if second. You, if you have to, yeah. And, and say it's an early first, I'm okay with Trevor Lawrence and the early first, you know, projected early first. I don't like to do the, well, it's going to be early because you never really know. Because I've seen times in Memphis, I think we've been in the game long enough to, even you, Jerry, we've been in long enough where we've seen like, oh, this is going to be an early, early pick. And all of a sudden they're in the playoffs and it's like 108, 109, and you're sitting there kicking yourself. So, yeah, it's, I don't like to say that, but if it's projected early, Trevor Lawrence in early first because wide receivers are pretty easy to obtain it's the deepest position so for me if i got a jamar chase maybe trevor lawrence and 
I don't know. What is a receiver range that you guys would fit with Trevor Lawrence? Like, say you got a receiver and Lawrence back, like a Hollywood Brown maybe, and type of that range. I know. I think get... that'd be enough for Jerry because Jerry's way higher on Hollywood. For me, I would be looking like Trevor Lawrence and DJ Moore. What about Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson. I'm a I think I'd rather have Wilson. a. I think I'd rather I'm have a. a uh, I think I'd rather have Elijah Moore. But I, I don't think you're far off. I, I don't I don't think you're you're too far off there with, with that ask. What about Jameson, you, Jerry? Jameson Williams and Trevor Lawrence. Now we're cooking. I mean, that, I, that's hu- that, that, that's hugely speculative. I, 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 well, but if you need a QB in a, in a, in a super flex, I again I I've, I said it last week and I, I've said it before and I'll, I'll I'll say it one more time. For me, we're going to look at Trevor Lawrence a year from now the same way we look at Joe Burrow right now. Not to say that he's going to have the swag and have taken the Jags to the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about from a dynasty piece. We're going to be looking at like a top seven, top eight QB, and you're not going to be able to get him that cheap. So if you can fix a QB position with a really solid prospect and be able to potentially replace those wide receiver points in your in your roster week in, week out, that that for me is a slam Ooh, dunk, Jerry. I got it. Drake okay. London, Trevor Lawrence. Man, I'm not a Drake London guy. I know you're oh, a Falcon. You're, you're, you're contractually I've, obligated. I've been, I've been – he's been growing on me a little bit lately. Just the – It's the injuries. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. That That's my only knock on the guy. So so I just ran it through the DTC. We're going to talk more about them uh, in a bit. It's all of our friends, Izzy, JP, Mosier, the guys from the DTC – um, if you were to send Jamar Chase and a mid, I, I put everything in the DTC as a mid, mid first, mid second, whatever that is. If you were to send Chase and a mid second for DJ Moore and two firsts, you're not that far off. And if I could get DJ Moore and a couple of firsts for Jamar Chase, I'm I'm shoving oh, yeah. him right out the door. Hey, here's your hat. Watch your hurry. Get the hell out of here. I'm depending I, I'm on the situation. Him. If it, I mean, if I'm trying to win, I'm probably not going to do that. But I, I hear you. So, I mean, yeah, that, I, I, I like DJ Moore a lot. So I mean, I do, I do too. too. But... And the problem with DJ Moore is that his value has gone up a bit because old friend of mine, old <laughs> Baker, he, he's, you know what? If the ghost he, of Christmas pass, dude, he, <laughs> so I, he made me right, but he had to kill Sam Darnold to do it. He may be able to pay me back if he can pump the, the touchdowns to my man, DJ Moore. So I like it. I, I think that those are realistic trades that because that's the whole point of this show this year, this in season, is that if you want to move Chase, you can't be a knucklehead. Jerry and I are in a league where a guy's dangling Chase left, right, and center, and he only wants your entire starting roster for him, and and, and that's not realistic. You're going to get told no every time, but for for me to be able to do that, I, I think Tyler's is right on the mark to get a a T law because. You're going to be able to recoup either a running back or a wide receiver with that first, and you're going to be able to get probably another wide receiver with that second. So if you get T Law first and a second, I think does that feel real? Like we can really do it. The the thing with me is I'm not going to shoot for I'm not going to think about a receiver for the 23 class because I don't think it's going to be that great. I know early on people were saying it was going to be good. I think this class is actually outstanding. So give me like George Pickens even and and Trevor Lawrence because I think that's realistic. And Pickens has probably more elite ceiling than anybody in the 23 class at receivers. So for me, like I'm, I'm going for these receivers in this class with Lawrence if I'm going to go that route. I, I absolutely love the trade. Well, Tyler took the role of what would it take but uh we're, we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go next we're gonna save jerry for last because uh, i think jerry's uh got something that we're gonna have to explain so um I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give you the cheap guy i'm, I'm gonna give you the, the the cheap guy i'm doing the part that it's a buyer's market i'm gonna take the guy whose hype is low his stock is low and you know he's a guy that you know this is what i'm thinking i buy that for a dollar <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. I'm going to buy something cheap. I am buying Austin Hooper. The the the, the season God. starts in in five days. If it's you're in a thrilling. tight end, even in a tight end premium league, you can probably get this guy for a third. And if you don't have George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Waller, even Kelsey, 
and Pitts. Don't want to forget about Pitts. I'll, I, I would be hauled away to jail and, and beaten with a baton. But if you don't have one of those five guys, you're hoping for a lottery ticket. And I'm telling you, just due to the consolidation of targets, uh, we mentioned Traylon Burks. Eh, he'll be okay. I don't know that he'll ever be as high as everybody thought that he was. You got Bobby Woods and his knee. And then you got like Nick Westbrook Akina. I don't even know who the fourth wide receiver is. Kyle like, Phillips. Wilson, like Wilson Phillips fan. Wilson <laughs> Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips, Kyle Rivers. I made all that up. But, I mean, j- just just for me and, and a tight end premium, you know, my hot take, I'm big on Hooper. I think you can still get him cheap. But if he goes out and catches six for 60 and a touchdown this weekend, you're not getting him for a third anymore. Because then all of the uh, armchair dynasty analysts are going to go like that Leo DiCaprio meme where he's pointing at the TV going, see, I told you he was good. It'll be too late. So if you want to go get him before it gets too hot, I was going to say Brees Hall, but we talked Brees Hall earlier in the show. I think he's another guy that if if you're looking for extreme value, I don't think you're ever going to get Brees Hall cheaper right now. Um, I don't know that he ever hits the heights of a Jonathan Taylor, but I, I think you're really going to wish you had more Brees Hall, and I think you're going to wish you had it in about four or five weeks. So I, said Hooper. Ugh. Well, Hooper's my guy. <laughs> I, I'm going to roll with him. Tight end and, and the tight end. Jump it through hoops. You, you don't. You don't have a shitty tight end that you love, Tyler. Harrison Evan Ingram. Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant. There's there's always somebody that we always go after that's just a, a patented Memphis special. Throw up a little bit, but you always yeah. just keep going after him. I was I was everything was coming to flourishing. I was like, yes, you know, Austin Hooper winds up in Tennessee. That's great because I like Austin Hooper, but I love Harrison Bryant. Then Cleveland goes and signs David and Joku for the guy who's hurt all the time. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm yeah, okay. And, <laughs> and, and for the guy they paid literally Mark Andrews money. Like, what in the hell's going on out here? But but that I I, I totally co-signed. But uh, Jerry. Anything on Brees Hall or Hooper? Uh, it feels like I mean, a law agency. The law agency of uh, you know Hall, Hooper, and Jerry. Yeah, they they're your divorce lawyers. I uh, yeah, listen. You keep acquiring Hooper. Your wife is going to divorce you because you're going to piss away all your buy-ins for all your <laughs> fantasy leagues. No, because I'm buying for like a third. I know. It's too I much. Know. Just bust your balls. He's just <laughs> he, he, he's not my cup of tea. Let me I, ask you I, this. I, well, I hear you. But but like. Real like life if, advice, if that, though. Yeah. What do I have a better hit rate on? Nothing. Hooper or a third? My 23 third or Austin Hooper? What Austin Hooper the... is just a younger version of Kyle Rudolph. Like, you start him and he doesn't score you points. I don't think and then Kyle you're Rudolph, yeah, maybe he did have one or two top five tight end seasons. Fine. Fine. Forget Austin Hooper. For the Giants. You know what? get him for a fifth. Or Fuck I Austin pick Hooper. Him up. <laughs> we'll, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just say forget. he started for the Giants? I think so. Isn't no, it? he got Rudolph's traded to the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. Also, Tampa Bay. That's what Daniel was. That's Bellinger, what was. who is also another sleeper tight end, should yeah. be the starter for the Giants week one. All right. Does it? Does anybody? Before we let Jerry, uh, you know, take us to the sellers market. Does anybody have anything else on Brees Hall or any more fun to make fun of me for uh, Austin Hooper? No, that's what you get for Steve Buscemi. <laughs> How dare that's you. fine so so this next intro to jerry's segment of the the seller's market so i i heard this soundbite and it reminded me of every the start of every bad oversell trade that i've ever had in my entire life and it, and it sounds like we've all heard this at one time hello john how you doing today you mailed in my company a postcard a few weeks back requesting information on penny stocks that had huge upside potential with very little downside risk. Does that ring a bell? Okay, great. Well, reason for the call today, John, is something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. If you have 60 seconds, I'd like to share the idea with you. You got a minute? Every one of us, if you've played Dynasty for any length of time, have gotten that text, have gotten that phone call have gotten it from this guy, Jerry. Who is the guy that that you pick up the phone and you emulate Leo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street? Who is the guy that you're looking to hard sell right now to get them off your roster to get your cash out? Damian Pierce. Tell us why. <laughs> yes. the, the, the hype is everywhere, right? It, it, he, was, he was free or cheap to acquire. He ends up as the starter. So the value jump happens which is, is not debatable. It did. You know, he went from a second round pick. Now he's a starting running back that you can, you can actually play in your home redraft league. 
The problem is, is I am going to have to rely on the Houston running backs, fourth round running back who never had 600 rushing yards in college. Like that, that's what I'm going to rely on. I'm absolutely not going to do that. So I am going to absolutely sell based on the hype and I'm going to do it real fucking quick because once he starts actually playing football, I don't see him being a success. So I need to capitalize on that before he does. This is a dude that did not get tons of carries at Florida. He, he did some receiving, not tons of it. He didn't get tons of opportunities at Florida and his best games were like week 12 when the SEC plays their cupcakes. I just looked at his game log for 2021, his best game against Samford. Not Alabama, not LSU. He had a respectable 78 yards rushing against Samford. And I uh, think he's going to win me a dynasty championship. You said that's not Stanford. No, that's S-A-M-ford. Samford. Like Samford, like Samford and Son. Yes, like Samford the, the, and Son. The show on like, Nick at Night. Like Sam, Sam Bradford put together. Samford. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he's going to have the same career as Sam Bradford too. That's not true. Sam Bradford actually at least made some money. So oh, wow. Damian Pierce, listen, the hype is the hype is real, and I'm going to try and exploit it as best I can because it does exist right now. So I'm going to pair my second, and I'm going to try to get a first. I'm not saying it'll work, but I'm going to try. Well, before I throw it over to Tyler, good friend of all of ours, Mister. Ryan McDowell at Ryan MC 23 on Twitter. Just one of the good, good dudes in all of dynasty and, and the fantasy space. Can't say enough good things about Ryan. He posted some recent Damian Pierce trades from the DLF trade finder. And uh, here's one in a one QB league, Damian Pierce straight up for a 23 first. Okay. Um, we have, no, I, I'm overpaying when I'm giving a second. We have, uh, that's an un, uh, we have Damian Pierce and another 23 first. We have Damian Pierce for a 23 second and a 24 first, and then a first and Damian Pierce. It's a lot of firsts for Damian Pierce. Is there anyone here not taking a 23 first, or in the case of the one deal, a 23 second and a 24 first for Damian Pierce? Because I'm smash accepting Tyler. Oh, 100%. This is if you want to yeah. take a 2026 first and send it to me, I'll just sit and wait because so, I don't think Damian Pierce is going to do anything. Especially 2023 because we, we've talked about yeah. this before. and especially, Double that in Superflex because you're going to have five or six QBs and you're going to have five or six really good running backs. If you're in a Superflex and you can get any first, I don't care. You can project it early. You can project it late. You can, I don't care. I always project them in the middle. If, if you get anything for him, you're actually going to get a pedigreed running back or QB in a super flex league with that first. So for me, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at his metrics. I'm on playerprofiler.com right now. And, and his closest comparable is Chris Carson. Would you have he given a like first him. for Chris Carson in, in, in his prime? He ran a four, five, nine, 40. His speed score is in the 70th percentile. Not horrible. Not great. His burst score is 50th. So right in the middle. His agility score is 11.99, which is in the fourth percentile, which means 96% of other running backs in the NFL are more agile and, than this guy. And Chris Carson got, you know, he didn't get drafted. Oh, he did. And he, he had Russell drafted. Wilson. Yeah, and he, he was he was in an environment conducive to fantasy points. The Houston Texans right now are not. He's almost 23 years old, 22 and a half as we speak. So, so. And I love James Robinson. I've been the first to admit that I love, but I'm, I got James Robinson for free, and I was cashing out some of my James Robinson. And, and I, so I don't have a special athlete. I have an older running back at 22 and a half. I have a running back on a bad offense, and I'm not sure he's the pass catch, he's the pass catching back. So, so what am I getting for my first, Tyler? I mean, here's all you got to say. He's a fourth round NFL pick. All the teams, three times. Pass them over. Don't forget about the compensation picks either, where guys like TDP went and guys like Rashad White went. How come they're not getting hype? And how come the teams didn't draft, draft Damian Pierce? I'll tell you why. Because he's just an average player, in my opinion. Now, let me take you in a time machine. Going back to 2017. Deonta Foreman, 
Samaj P. Ryan. The hype is crazy about these players. And what type of player slips behind them in rookie drafts? One Alvin Kamara, who was labeled as a, a scat back. He's going to be a pass catching back. That's it. He's not going to get a workload. Same thing's happening to James Cook right now. People are kind of forgetting about him and kind of dismissing everything that we saw early on. Damian Pierce has taken over. I'm not putting anything into a first and second now back. He He's not getting pass catching options ahead of Rex Burkhead. We saw it on the preseason. I said on the podcast every time I watched him in preseason, because I watched Damian Pierce close because I was wondering what I was missing. I watched after a second down. If he didn't get the first down, Damian Pierce eyes locked into the sideline waiting for Rex Burkhead to run onto the field and him to run off. Like every time he was looking at the sideline, waiting for the call to come off the field. Every time he's not playing third down. It's not happening. Rex Burkhead until he gets hurt that it's his job. I don't care what you say it's happening. It's a bad offense. I do think it could be better because I, I like Davis Mills a lot. So yeah, it's just you're you're really putting that much investment a 23 first with uh, I mean I listened to Ray G's podcast today and he named off five running backs that I'd easily rather have than Damian Pierce and there's well Memphis you know in my opinion I think there's two quarterbacks I want in this next class that's it I'm not a big believer in this quarterback class as much as everybody else but that's just me um to- totally run- totally fair by the way the totally running fair. back the running back class is stacked. Like, we saw it this past college weekend. All running backs went off. Like, Alabama's running back had 10 carries and hit 100 yards. Like, this class is special at running back. And if you're able to swap probably a second-round NFL pick next year for a fourth-round NFL pick this year, do it in a heartbeat because draft capital matters with running backs. And I'm, I'm going to make it even easier for you. If you even want to come across as, like, because like deals like Tyler and I make, if you want to send Damian Pierce in a third to go get that first, just do it. Yeah. Yes, you may give up a little something this year, but you're going to be so glad come May when you watch the NFL draft, late April, early May, then you go into your rookie draft, that you have that extra first. You're going to have your first because you didn't trade it away, and you're going to have their first, and you're going to walk away with a running back and a quarterback or something you really like, and you're going to be grateful because nothing against Damian Pierce, but when he goes 16 rushes for 80 yards week one, and, 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 and yeah, you know, you've got eight <laughs> whopping points and, 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 you know, James Cook catches three passes for 30 yards and, and rushes for another 40 and he gets 10. Well, 10 still more than, than eight. So yep. um, th- th- there you go. Um, we're going to do one last little segment here before we go home and let Tyler tell us what's going on with the dynasty happy hour. So this is what we call one from the people. Uh, it is from our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Y'all tap in with it, Ken. And this is a big one. This is this is a big this is a big trade. And the trade goes Alvin Kamara, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Keenan Allen, and a 23 first. So again, Alvin Kamara, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson. Keenan Allen, and a first. The DTC adds that up to 110.5. And for Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Hollywood Brown, and a 20-23 second. So the other side, Najee, Etienne, Hollywood Brown, and a 23 second, which equals 94.9. So it's the difference of a late first. If you're taking the ETN uh, Harris side per the calculator, and I'm saying that on YouTube with air quotes, you were taking it in the shorts by about a late first, early second per our good friends over at the DTC. So I'll just start with this one. I'll, I'll make it super easy. If the Kamara, Akers, Gibson, Keenan Allen first side is a contender, it's a slam dunk. It's, it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Because, yes, you are taking the older guy. You are taking the hurt guy. You're taking the mystery bag that is Antonio Gibson, and you're taking taking Keenan Allen. But the, the savior on that side, even though that side is older, is you're getting that 23 first. We just talked about how valued those 23 firsts are going to be. 
because you're going to get running backs. And in a, and in a super flex, you're going to get quarterbacks and running backs. And then on the other side, if you're rebuilding, you're rebuilding, maybe you have an extra 23 first to burn, and you're getting uh, Najee, and you're getting ETN, and you're getting Hollywood Brown. You're getting all guys like what? Year five or younger in their career and a second in what's going to be a stacked class. So for me, if the rosters make sense, a, conden- a contender versus a rebuilder or an overhauler, I think it's a pretty fair deal in a vacuum. I want the Kamara side, but I, I'm going to throw it to Tyler. Yeah, kind of looking at it because when you first said it, I'm sitting there I'm like, God, like this is a huge trade. And it just seems like you guys are just trading the trade. But then you look at it deeper and deeper. I, Najee is an interesting case. He, he could just be based on volume or talent. I, I think he's a talented player, but how does that team roll with Trubisky? I, I do like Pickett, but... That's interesting. Etienne, I'm actually not as big of a fan as a lot of people are. I thought he was a one-cut-and-go type runner. He needs a big hole, but he needs to actually hit the hole to be a good runner, and we've seen him in this preseason. He's missed he's missed holes, but I will give him one thing. If he hits that hole and he's got space, he's gone. Like He's fast, and he's a big playaway in the happen. Hollywood, I think he fits well with Kyler, but man, if... Akers stays healthy and he's the guy. His value will go up. And that's where my heart is kind of sitting. Same with Gibson if he plays. So for me, it's the Kamara side because the first, Keen Allen and Hollywood Brown, in my opinion, kind of are washed. You could probably even them out there. But for me, I'm a big fan of Kamara. I think he's got two to three years left, despite the, the suspension coming next year. It'll probably be four to six games. And Akers and Gibson, I'm out once their value goes out. So for me, there's still trade pieces there. I like if Akers has good week one and two, I could trade him for a first plus. And I'm I'm good with that. And that's what I'm doing. Gibson, I'm I'm out on a second if I can get out after he gets like twenty carries and eighty yards. Like we talked about Damian Pierce. I, I'm out on a second with him. So for me, that's kind of what I'm doing with that side. I will tell you with the Camara side, it just it, it feels like a lot, and Camara is the big piece, but it's a team that could deteriorate in value in literally yeah. the blink of an eye. Like after this season, everybody in that deal could be worth considerably less than the, than they are now. And the Najee, Etn, Hollywood Brown side, if Hollywood takes a step, if Hollywood takes a step, so you may be quote unquote. Sometimes you have to lose a trade to win a league, and that's what you could be getting with all these young pieces. Um, and I will say this before I throw it to Jerry to wrap this trade up. I think Travis Etienne could be very much like another guy that I'm all in on this year in Naheem Hines. He could be a much more, I'm not going to say athletic because Naheem Hines is a pretty damn good athlete. Oh, yeah. He could be a bigger version of what the Colts are doing with Naheem Hines. We just need T-Law and Doug Peterson to commit to that. But if if T-Law and Peterson can help, Travis Etienne have that season that Naheem Hines had two years ago where he finished his RB15 and maybe and turns it up a notch and he gets to be that RB10-12. His value this time next year will be rocket ship. So I see a lot of arrows heading in the right direction, and I see a lot of arrows that could be heading in the, the wrong direction. That 23 first is going to save that side because it's yep. going to allow you to get a fresh asset. Jerry, take her away. So it just – living in a vacuum not to use a, a what does that feel term like living that, in a vacuum <laughs> that dynasty fans <laughs> like to always say yeah i'm taking the old guys but i wish there was more information because there is a real situation depending how this roster is constructed where i would take the other side like as a trade you know you get both of your starting running backs and your flex at least one of your flexes is taken care of in one move. Plus you're going to have Keenan. He's going to be a starting wide receiver and you've got the 23 first in your pocket. And if this person is rebuilding by acquiring Najee, Etienne and Hollywood Brown, that 23 first is even sooner, which definitely makes me want to take that side of the trade. But if you already have like, say a Jamar chase, like you have a good wide receiver core, and you're adding Hollywood Brown, who's also young. You're adding Najee, who's young. You're adding ETN, who's young. Who Who is risky, for sure. I, you guys both already alluded to that. While he could be absolutely a monster, he could also be absolutely nothing. And while that'll piss a lot of people off, it's the reality. There's a situation where if I had this team, I would do 
the Najee Etienne Hollywood Brown side. But in most situations, I think I'm going to take Kamara Akers, Gibson Keenan, because that's going to give you just that trade by itself is going to give you a good shot to win almost regardless of what else you have. Like if you have competent pieces elsewhere, you are going to be in a very good shape. The funny and thing is, you, go ahead. No, the, the funny thing is, is I am out on Acres. I am out I on Gibson, am. and I, I think just I, I'm looking at it based on value. If I'm going on players that I actually want on my dynasty rosters to cheer for and stuff, I'm actually going for the Najee and, and Hollywood Brown because. Najee is just fun to have on a dynasty roster. You're getting catches and he's such an awesome dude. Like this guy is fun on social media. He's fun in interviews. He's, he's good to root for. And that's what fantasy is all about. So I mean, Pittsburgh's always on TV. So you always get to watch hundred percent. And, and I think when Pickett does get in, like we saw Pickett in preseason, he does throw to the running back and he can throw left. Like that's more than Trubisky can say. And uh, I'm not going to say here, listen to, to you, bad mouth, the good name of, <laughs> of Mitchell J, the what captain. The captain. Talk bad about true. the cat. You wouldn't talk bad about Derek, D, De, uh, Derek Jeter, goddammit. He was the captain. Well, Mr. Trubisky's a captain. He came with baskets. Voted, so, voted I mean, on by his peers, by the way. When, when Trubisky has a Hulu special called the captain, then I'll I'll say I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's it's totally within the realm of possibility at this point because the man's a captain. He was voted on by a captain, and I, I think that's a, a good way to go out. But that that trade was brought to you. That was by Sean earlier. The question about what to do with your guys stumbling out of the gate that was that was from Steve. This trade was from our man Sean. He should um, be the best Steve, by the way. We'll bring it full circle. There. See, there. That's why you have. He's. That's why he's the best in the business, folks. He's the <laughs> dynasty guru. Who's the best, Steve? Ever? It's our buddy Steve over at our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. And uh, Tyler, what's going on with the DHH? I know you guys uh, had a had a, a weird weekend with uh, Doug vacationing <laughs> as always. Vacation so, so, so your Doug is our Doctor Kyle. Now, Doctor Kyle and his wife, who I believe is also a doctor or something in the medical field. These two are always somewhere. Oh, I can't jump on. Hey, man, can you jump on and give us a medical breakdown doc of, you know, so and so of, of you know, Drake London trailer? Oh, I can't, man. You know, we're in France. Oh, no. We're, <laughs> we, just, we just went out for dinner. We took we're, a plane we're, and flew to France. Florida. Oh, no. I have a Rangers game. It's like Jesus H. Christ on a popsicle stick, kid. What are you available? He's got an entertaining Instagram, though. He, he has a very good Instagram. I, I think he keeps that low-key private. But uh, tell us about the very public Dynasty Happy Hour. You know what? We're going in the season. We are full strength. Uh, we we kind of had a weird schedule in the summer. We all had some vacations, except me. You know, I, I'm recording everywhere. You put me by a campfire up here in the northern woods, and I'll do a podcast. But we are finally all combined together. But we go bi-weekly in season to give ourselves a break, not to wear, wear down or anything. So... We have uh, Corey Spala, I think his real name is. He was a writer for DHH. He's coming in every even week and kind of filling in, and then we're going to have a rotation. But it's we're, we're back full strength, but you know, every other week full strength. It, it's one of the best. It's, it's a podcast that I've listened to for years. I mean, before, I mean we, this, we're going into our fifth season as of, of this iteration of the Dynasty Warzone, and I've been listening to the DHH before I ever sat behind a microphone Maybe myself. Six one, and a half years. One, <laughs> one of the legit OG podcasts in the game along. I mean, we've mentioned DTC. Man, make sure you head over and check those guys out. Jerry, any prophetic words of wisdom as we roll into week one? I don't have anything like that. I'm just, I'm happy Tyler came on. I mean, that's my, I'm that's so glad he reached know. out. You know what I mean? Like, I forced my way it, on. Let's well, be honest. Well, you know, it, t- Tyler has kind of put us in a spot now. He did such a good job. He's such an OG. And, and, and you know, Dan, fellow Minnesotan, before him. Listen, I'm a, an honorary Minnesotan now. I'm just, I'm just you're, a couple you're, hours south. You're I south Minnesotan. That. You're in Iowa. You're south Minnesotan. They're Minnesotan. And then Canada's north Minnesota. So I checked <laughs> to see how far away Jerry is for me just to see if I would be able to make the drive down there sometime. And it's doable. Okay. And, and Jerry works at like some, some I wouldn't cool recommend spot. anyone drive to Iowa because there ain't shit oh, here. Boring. But I, I do appreciate <laughs> the thought. 
But because Tyler and then Dan, they absolutely killed the what would it take to make you trade a stud. Dan covered Justin Jefferson. Tyler covered Jamar Chase. We may have to keep the guests up in season. Maybe we'll do that, Jerry. We'll we'll start getting some people on. But Tyler, my friend, it is so good to see your face. Didn't get to see you at the Expo this year. Thank you for jumping on with us, man. It's been a pleasure. It was awesome. I appreciate it. And I I know 100% you asked me a couple times this summer, like, hey, what are you doing? I usually work Tuesdays, but I had off because my wife had to meet the teacher. So I actually reached out to Memphis and I said, hey, I'm off tonight. Let's do this. Let's go. Uh, hey, hey, war zone country. Let's ride. <laughs> easy. Hey, uh, it was put yourself in my shoes. Hi, I'm an OG in the Dynasty recording space. I'd like to be on your podcast. What would you think? Fuck yeah, come I on. Chat, I had chapstick ready and everything, and I didn't even have to use it. There you go. Well, man, make sure you check out Tyler at DHH underscore Tyler. Check out the podcast, Dynasty Happy Hour. Pretty simple, OG podcast, easy to find. Uh, but on behalf of Tyler, his name is Jerry at Jerry DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show everywhere but TikTok. And one day I'll give in, but today really wasn't that day. So until next time, we'll, uh, we'll catch you later. And remember, here at the DWZ, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Enjoy week one, you crazy animals. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak